Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Real Education, The, the musical. musical! I love that we have never practiced that. Now I'm going to like how it actually sounds in the... The Musical! <laughs> on, on our... Um... No one else did, but I did. You did, you went for it. Just go I did not. Like, that's the it's key. Fine. Just... Us being on key is not the point. No. Uh, and if it is, we failed every time. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's just set the bar low, guys, and continue to underperform. Okay? That's basically my whole yeah, life done. described. Happy to do it. <laughs> so I'm one of your hosts, Wendy, joined, as always, by my cohort. Mike. And Vinny. And tonight's episode, hmm, this is exciting. It is yeah. the first time. What is it called? I it's, can't a, remember it's, what it's a musical called. that Wendy has not weather. seen. Yeah. It's always fair weather. This is a musical I have never seen. <laughs> Not only that, none of us. This is the first none of us three of us tonight. So we are going in blind. Normally, we would try to find an expert, maybe to be our uh, to be the person. Like, oh, clearly you. Well, should this one was this. Was, was very last minute. But I don't think anybody's seen this. <laughs> like, guys, if I if I haven't seen a Gene Kelly, it's not easy to find. Yeah, like, right. We found, you found it at the library. Found it at the library. Shout out, yeah. Like shout Head out to library. public libraries. They have movies. For sure. Like, if, especially if it's one that you're like, I wonder where I could find that, and, uh, yeah. I mean, Thoroughly Modern Millie, I, had you not bought it, we, I would have gotten it from the library. Like, uh, Yeah, but I really needed to buy that. I mean, <laughs> that was a really good excuse, guys. Thank you for I that. agree. <laughs> but, <laughs> Thank you for yeah, giving shout out to your local library. Yeah, shout yeah, out. Go there first. This was cool because it was, like, way across town, and they'll just, like, send it to whatever branch you want. And yeah. I was like, how about the one right by my apartment? That's cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> APL is pretty great. They're good. They're I really, really good. like the APL, and their website's pretty top-notch, too. So APL being Austin Public Library. So this one, It's Always Fair Weather. The reason why we chose this... Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, when we went to see Xanadu, uh, the Alamo always does like a pre-show, um, as most people that are listening to this probably know. Like Alamo Draft House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, if anybody in Minnesota, they just got, Minneapolis just oh, really? got their Alamo Draft House. They're doing their, their soft open, like, warm-up shows. Nice. And so I'm watching all my friends, like, like discover it, yeah. <laughs> it, and I'm bitter because I had to move away before they put one in right. fucking Minnesota. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Um, but um, it's sort of adorable. Like, guys, yeah, there's a pre-show. Yeah, so they do like a pre-show uh, where it ties into whatever you're watching. Um, they've got, they've kind of gotten away from it a little bit in bigger movies, and they're yeah. now doing all the birth movies, death stuff, which I really don't like as much. Um, where they're like, here's like ten reasons we like Wonder Woman. I'm like, can we just go back to watching shitty YouTube videos that are kind of like related to this? Those I don't know. I feel like mostly they're they're sticking to it, but uh, I, yeah, I mean. Uh, so much I, well, and I like even like they do it for every movie pretty yeah. much like they try to theme it to where at the very least if it's an action movie it's going to be action clips if it's comedy right. it's going to be comedy right. clips ideally if it's superheroes they're going to do superhero stuff so I really love you don't have to sit through the bullshit commercials you don't have to sit oh, through oh for sure I mean even I'm complaining about it but it's still so much better than going to like a normal theater where yes. you have to like so for Xanadu they, oh, for, had, they had yeah. lots of Gene Kelly clips Including, including this. tap yeah. dancing on roller skates. And um, if you've at all been on Facebook and ever expressed any interest in musicals, roller skating, or anything like that, because my derby community, this that particular dance sequence of Gene Kelly tap dancing on roller skates will make the rounds like every six to nine months as somebody new discovers it and it goes around again and all it's the... It's incredible. All the derby <laughs> girls love it because roller skates and all the musical people and all the Gene Kelly fans and there's like holy. And then shit. there's Wendy right and right where <laughs> yeah. all of those things. The Venn diagram is the center of that Venn diagram. Yeah. I am and the, always. I am a circle. That Venn diagram for me is just a circle. Yeah. One circle. Um, and so yeah, so this is the movie that that very well known clip comes from. And there's also another dance that you can see a picture of on the back that I, of course, have seen. I'm like, I, I've heard about this dance. I've yeah. seen footage of it. I can't wait. It's from this one, too? And so, like, all I'm doing is looking at the cover, and I'm just losing my mind because it's got Sid Charisse 
in it and Dolores Gray and Michael Kidd. Are you what? How have I never seen this, guys? Oh my yeah. god! I know how I've never seen it, but <laughs> how have I never seen it? Like, and nobody talks about it. What? Thank God for the internet. Thank God for the internet. Finding that tap dancing <laughs> video and then yes, I can't wait. I hope it's. I don't even care if it's good as long as I get to watch those two dance numbers. I'm gonna be so fucking happy. Oh I think I think it's gonna be pretty good. I'm very excited. I know nothing. I I have no idea what to expect beyond. Gene Kelly tap dancing in roller skates. And Centuries. Well, right. But I'm like those like, legs, guys, you should be excited. Everybody <laughs> everybody should be excited by those legs. Damn, Centuries, your legs. Um, do we all know about like uh husband like told her like he, he could always tell when Sid was doing a movie or rehearsing a dance with Gene Kelly because she would come home bruised. <laughs> because he was such a physical dancer and he was so um he was so aggressive in the and what he would ask her to do not not just how not just that he was physically manhandling her but what he wanted her to do required manhandling and i just i kind of love that idea of like oh dancing with gene again <laughs> are you in a tell. safe dance relationship <laughs> right you, did we need to Which get of course, you some support we'll talk more about that when we get to Singing in the Rain. Yes. And yeah. Debbie Reynolds. And yes. being basically tortured for <laughs> Yes. Ah, you know your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go watch this movie, guys. Yeah. We have great news for you. The forecast is for bright days ahead in this theater. Happiness for everyone. Because MGM is bringing you a new musical to lift you right up to the blue skies. the prettiest program coordinator I've ever seen. You know, a fella isn't safe alone in a cab with a girl these days. All right. Feeling so unlike myself Always used to dislike myself Always fair weather. Is it though? <laughs> I feel like 
the always and the fair are really... I mean, I guess if you're just a dickhead your whole life, then... Yeah, wow, this... <laughs> Guys, I think we answered the question why nobody watches this yeah. musical. No, I, I think yeah. I got it. It's... I'm torn, because, like, There's parts things of it... I really, yeah. really, really like in it. Yes! But overall, it's a slog. Yeah, it's, like... it's not... <laughs> yeah. It's not fun. Like, this is one of those... This is one of those musicals that becomes a deep cut for a reason of like, look, you have to really be curious about it, really love the form, and be able to find value in watching a movie that actually doesn't work. Yeah. Because, yeah. guys... It's, it's all over the place. Yeah, I don't even know where, like, how do you dig into... Like... Okay, so let's start with the fact that this should have been, this should have been a home run. It's, that yeah. cast, yeah, I mean... Well, let's, so, listeners... The creative team behind it is the same creative team behind Singing in the Rain on the Town. And this is yeah. supposed to be a sequel to On the Town. Yes. Comden and Green, uh, Betty Comden, Adolph Green, um, they're both screenwriters, lyricist, musicians, right? So they're, they did so much. Oh my God, just look them up on IMDb, but seriously, but On the Town and, and Singing in the Rain. Uh, Arthur Freed producing the Freed Unit, famous in Hollywood for their musicals. Uh, Stanley Donen and Gene Kelly, their collaboration, uh, directing together and with Gene Kelly uh, choreographing, a cast that includes Sid Charisse and Michael Kidd. We'll get to that. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, wow, and it doesn't work. Mm-mm. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah. I don't even know what they were really going for. Like, like... You know what I mean? Okay, so... <laughs> I, I guess yeah. first, first, just lay it out for people that, I mean... So, they come back from the war, uh-huh. and their first night back as civilians, they make a pact that ten years later, to the day, they're going to meet up again. At the bar. At the, at the at. same bar. Yeah. They make a bet that nothing will have changed in ten years. But They'll still be able to be best of yeah, friends. Yeah, they'll be best of friends, they'll pick it up right where they left off. Why they decide that they can't just remain friends for... The duration is unclear right. and unimportant. <laughs> like, um, why can't you stay in touch? Well, they're all going to go off and do different things, sure, right? Sure, sure. Right. Yeah, because so, the one dude, the tall guy was going to be a paint, was going to go to Europe and be a painter, and right. then, I don't know what the short guy I think he was going to go to the Cordon Bleu and be a chef. Got and it, then, okay. And then Gene Kelly was going to be, go to law school, yeah, be, like a, poli- like a, be a politician, and yeah. be a senator, right? They're all going to be amazing. And right. then, ten years later... You see this montage of their lives becoming slowly dreary. Just sadder and sadder. Yeah. Very, very sad. Yeah. And then they all remember, oh, hey, and they go and they meet at the bar and they hate Immediately each other. Immediately hate each other, yeah. Because, you, well, you're a snob, but you're a hick. That was my favorite was Gene Kelly being like, this guy's a snob, but that guy's a hick. And I'm like, if you're calling him a hick, I think you might be a snob, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, they hate each other. Um, and then the entire movie is sort of them coming to realize that what they hate of is the reflection of their own failure. Right. Now, I will say, I was worried it was going to be a complete fucking downer of an ending, but as appropriate, they all rediscover who they want to be, the life they want to live, kind of come, come to terms with what they had wanted, where they are now, and how to find the way forward that will be best now. And then as, as the movie ends, they're like, wait, we are still friends and I have a new appreciation for my life and I'm going to go for it. So it's not a bad happy ending. Is, is it worth the ride? It, yeah. like, getting there is... Just... Oh, and the songs are not good. They're not good. Even the even the song, the, the roller skate song is not good. I like myself. Like, the choreography is great, but... It's a good thing because, like, it makes you not pay attention to how bad the song is. Yeah. She likes me so... So, so I, I like me. She likes yeah. me. I must be quite the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So so do I. Like yeah. that was the line that I'm like, that's just shitty writing. So so do I. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, uh, um, and even like, <laughs> let's see the, there's the so the big dance number actually kicks it off. The big like ballet like going on forever dance number called the binge. I looked it up. Yes. Where that, that one's really good. One. One. Yeah, that's the yeah. listeners. That's the one where they're tap dancing with the trash can, trash can, uh, yeah. trash can lid on their feet, and they're just being fucking dickheads to everybody. Like, 
together. <laughs> Dancing like, all over his bar and then like the first, ruining that taxi's. Yeah, taxi the first like speed. two scenes in a row are just them being like shitty to people who are just trying to do their jobs. <laughs> well, they're on a binge. They're yeah. <laughs> they're just three guys. Let's be honest, three sailors on the town. So, but it's like, it, but it's not in an endearing way, like the no. way like because on the town, it's very similar. You have three guys coming in. Uh, and they're on just a, kind of on a rager too, but like... Yeah, because they're just on, on shore for like the day. In, but you like them. Like, they're, they all have endearing qualities. And like, yeah, they're kind of like, not not the best people, but like, you can get behind them. These guys, just from the first time you see them, I'm like, these guys are assholes. <laughs> they're kind of, yeah, they're really, Yeah. So, but the dance is great. The dance is wonderful. When I love, I love how they it starts with that, and you really get to see how different all three of them are. Yes, like even within that choreography, like obviously they're made, they're doing the same moves, but like, but they um, all move so differently. Yeah. So, listeners, um, you can look it up too. But you have Gene Kelly. You know what he looks like. He's medium height and kind of just athletic. Kind of stocky. Um, you get Michael Kidd, who's actually shorter than him and wiry. Very. He's. Yeah. He's slender. He's the and first Sumatra. Dan Daly <laughs> but is... Dance. Did he have butt padding, though? Uh, trust me, that guy did not. <laughs> trust me, Michael Kidd, he's a trained ballet dancer. Trust me, that man had an ass. Yeah. Ballet dancers always have an ass. Yeah. <laughs> you got too much muscle going on there. Um, and Dan Daly, who's the third one, is taller. Mr. No Bones. And, and he's so rubbery and lanky. And the way he moves, and I do appreciate the way they choreographed for each of them, that it really showed off. Like what they do well and how they mm-hmm. move well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of great. Um, so well, that's I, good. I feel like it, it kind of. I mean, I thought at first that it was going to set the tone because, like, their dancing and the way they were playing off each other, it seemed like it was going to be much more like slapstick almost. It's and, very like, silly. Type. And like, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is very silly. But like that tone that it sets in that first, I thought that that was going to carry throughout. And it really didn't. Nope. nope. I wish it had. I feel like <laughs> so it would have been more I. fun if it had just been that right? silly the whole time. Um, so what other numbers were there? There's, um, let's see. Uh, I mean, the only one I can remember is the thanks but no thanks. Just yeah. <laughs> that one's We'll get to that. I mean, one. we'll move There's through thanks, chronologically. No she has another song early on, right? Um, What's well, like the welcome song, like her intro? The welcome song that she sings. Yeah. Um, which was also egotistically funny. Yeah. Um, there's the Everything song they sing. Like the fight, the boxing match. The boxing. Yeah, was... there was some fun stuff in that, but what a ridiculous song. It's like so the, weird. There's some it, fun choreography, but... It feels like they just wanted to do that number, and like, it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> No, but, but, like, but like as that... soon as she gets involved, uh, as soon as Sid Charisse gets involved in that dance, it goes from like, "What's going on?" to "Oh, I don't care because this is just fun yeah. to watch." Um, and all of her the twirls. Weird solo dance when tall guy gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> that one's. Well, then there's like the the the. And then there's the three of, of three of them, which is not a dance where they're all basically singing, I'm a fu- sad fucking sag. Yeah. <laughs> all of my dreams have gone up in smoke. Literally, they sing that yeah, line. Yeah, up in smoke, multiple like, times. Jesus, this is depressing AF. Yeah. Um, the, the great song and dance by Dolores Gray. Oh, love her. Love She's her. wonderful. And then the big fight at the end, but... There's really not a whole lot of fight at the end. Is well, I mean, so... I, we we I mean touch on it again. I mean the, the roller skating one. Oh, and the roller skating but, one. Yeah. I like myself. Yeah. So that's sort of the overview of the dan- of the song number. So let's see. The big sort of dance ones were the boxing, the opening, the weird solo, the roller skating, and then the Dolores Gray number. Yeah. Right? So there's those five numbers. I okay. think so. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep track. I guess it's not really a dance. Well, it's not a dance at all, but the fight at the end is dope. It's very well choreographed. Yeah, it's, yeah. Very, like, it's it, very fun. It's and very yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very dancing in the way that it's done. It's just not you know actually set to music and dancing. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of jumping it, on. It reminds me a lot of the great big brawl at the end of Act One in Guys and Dolls, I can see which that. is appropriate because that was choreographed by Michael Kidd. Ah. There, yeah. there you go. That's... So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so, 
Let me talk to you about Michael Kidd, because this is interesting. <laughs> this is super interesting to me. Bit by bit, putting it together. I had no idea Michael Kidd had ever been in a movie. I only knew him as a Broadway choreographer. Broadway specifically, but also very notably a couple of movies. He wasn't really a director of movies. He was a choreographer, and he was mostly a choreographer on Broadway, too. He didn't really direct, except for a couple of times. Here's what's interesting. So, okay... A lot of like a lot of things come together in Michael Kidd, and sorry, listeners, you're gonna just get a fucking like, like a, excuse me while I lecture you now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll find a way to to put this in writing or visual somehow. Jazz hands, jazz hands. Um, so Michael Kidd um, was trained as a ballet dancer and actually danced in the American Ballet Theater. This is important because the American Ballet Theater at that time was being choreographed by Jerome Robbins. You know, the guy who choreographed King and I? Oh, yeah, yeah. And whose original ballet, Fancy Free, was the basis for On the Town, right? So, and Mike, so Michael Kidd was one of the three original people who performed Fancy Free that eventually turned on to, into On the Town, and now we have this musical that's the sequel to On the Town with Michael Kidd in it. What? Yeah. That's a little crazy. Yeah. Um, Michael Kidd. And you can tell, like, as soon as Wendy mentioned that while we were watching the movie, and you can you can absolutely see the ballet and the, just the way he moves. Yeah. Like, like Vinny was saying at, at the beginning, just like the three different styles. Um, his is 100%. Like, doing the exact same steps as Gene Kelly, but his is just like, oh, you're a ballet dancer. Yeah, it's so much more structured. <laughs> I mean, it's very, very, yeah. very precise. Like, um, Everything's very angular and like okay. pointed. And <laughs> so Michael Kidd is part of a school that changed musical theater. Okay, so this is the lecture part, guys. Um, <laughs> no interrupting, Mike. <laughs> at, no, it's fine. No, please, break it up. Break it up. I can't help it. I've got way too much in my head. So Agnes DeMille, weird name, she choreographed Oklahoma. Oklahoma was the first time that anybody had put on stage a musical where the songs advanced the plot and the dancing advanced the plot. She was the choreographer. So the big dream ballet, that was like a groundbreaker of like, oh, you mean the dancing has something to do? Because if you look at musicals before then, for the most part, the songs and the dances were just kind of shoved in there. That's interesting. Right. Yeah, I never thought about it. but how That's why you have so many like reviews and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, and even if you go so back to... How could you to, not have them be sh- part Go back to Showboat. How many of those numbers had anything to do with what oh, was going yeah, on emotionally? No, right, none of them. I mean, I would say that Old Man River is yeah. the emotional cornerstone of that. Well, and like, Clearly. can't help loving that man of mine, but then a lot of the other songs are just sort of... In there. I was joking, because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, she, she, and she was one of the people who taught Michael Kidd. And of course, Jerome Robbins was also working towards that. And Michael Kidd took that further. So mm-hmm. he's part of that same school. So he's part of, the, he's part of what built musical theater to be what it is. And some of the things he did that with were, oh, I don't know, Finian's Rainbow. He choreographed Guys and Dolls. He choreographed the movie Hello, Dolly. Well, there's a story there. Um, but most famously, he choreographed the he choreographed Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which is a fucked up movie. It's not a good musical. It's so problematic. But the dancing is some of the best shit you'll ever see. Isn't that one you've been telling us repeatedly we we, are, we have to see? Oh, fuck yes. It's a Howard Keel, right? Yes, it yeah. is. You remember. <laughs> I'm so proud. Um, okay, so... Here's the drama behind the scenes, guys, because I was looking this up. Because I got really Is curious. This on, the, on, the set of, stuff? on the set of this movie? On or, this movie. Okay. This movie I was reading broke, some about it. Yeah. This movie broke Gene Kelly and Stanley Donan's friendship. Oh, wow. Because of Michael Kidd. Oh, wow. Okay, because I, I got really curious. Wait, Michael Kidd is in this. Michael Kidd, who m- might be a better choreographer than Gene Kelly. Honestly, Gene Kelly choreographed himself well, but Michael Kidd knew how to choreograph Ever, like everybody, yeah. other people, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Um, and I'm like, how much of this was Michael Kidd? And so I was looking online while we were watching me of like, how much, like, where, where's the line? Like, are there any credits here? Like, is there some stories of like, yeah, Michael Kidd did that and blah, blah, blah. Like, how did they, and did they work well together? Because Gene Kelly was a fucking diva and... I've heard stories about no Michael. Find, no no, no yeah. one finds that hard to believe. The end, of that, the end of that So Do I song kind of 
proves that point. Oh yeah, what everyone's like, just everyone like, clap for me. Clap for me. Look at how great I am. Look at me. And Michael Kidd is known as being a perfectionist asshole. So great combination. Right? <laughs> Apparently there is a whole ten minute solo for Michael Kidd that Stanley Donan wanted in the film. And Gene Kelly was like, no, it's bullshit. It's awful. I want it out. And they fought over it so hard. But Kelly put his foot down and cut it, which pissed off Michael Kidd and pissed off Stanley Donan to the point where Stanley Donan never collaborated with him again. Wow. It, it broke him. <laughs> now, here's where the drama comes in. Gene Kelly directed the movie version of Hello, Dolly!, Choreographed by Michael Kidd. <laughs> they fought on set all the fucking time, apparently. They hated each other. So, that was in, like, the 60s? Like yep, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Barbara Streisand stars in the movie. Um, by the way, do we remember who originated the role on Broadway? Making the connections. I don't remember. Carol Channing. Carol Channing, oh, that's okay. right. I was like, I know it's somebody yeah. that was in a movie. It has, to be, it has to be one of a few, a select few. I didn't... <sighs> I didn't get there. Muzzy, Muzzy has my heart. Muzzy is the best. So yeah, that's the, like, reading all that, I was just like, oh. Oh my God, I bet there was some drama. Wait, because then I was reading, like, any choreographed Hello Dolly, I'm like, wait, but Gene <laughs> Kelly, and so I'm like, there's got to be dirt. And I'm like, oh yeah, they fucking fought. I'm like, oh, I bet that was just, and and Barbara Streisand, Diva Barbara, like that had to have just been a bullshit set, guys. Right. Like, Serious. Trash game fire. Yeah. Like uh... everybody just bitching at each other hard. <laughs> I, oh, if I had a time machine, I would just be a fly on that wall. <laughs> oh my God. But what was weird was so Michael Kidd actually worked, he, one of the, Okay, so when you're somebody who follows movie musicals, there are some dances that just get talked about a lot as being great. Just beautiful pieces that write. So, obviously, Good Morning from Singing in the Rain. That gets brought up. Um, the Barn Raising Dance from Seven Brides and Seven Brothers. The Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which you guys haven't seen. But when you see it, you're going to be like, holy shit, yeah. And then um, the Bandwagon, which we will watch, which is Fred Astaire and Sid Charisse, Dancing in the Dark, choreographed by Michael Kidd. So okay. Nanette Fabre was in dance was in the bandwagon too. She talks about Michael Kidd as being so sweet to her, <laughs> right? Because well, she's not Gene Kelly. Apparently, <laughs> Nanette Fabre could only turn to the left, which is unusual. Most dancers turn to the right, and like Michael Kidd choreographed <laughs> everybody to turn to the left to match her. Wow! Because she. Well, that's very sweet. Him, yeah. Right? He was he was involved in Julie Andrews' film Star, which was a huge flop. And Julie Andrews described him as being incredibly kind to her. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there were a few more cuss words in there. Raspberries! <laughs> Apparently, uh, she did a big whole dance sequence in that, and they filmed it, and it was very exhausting, and he's like, I really want another one. And she's like, no, it was fucking tiring. And he's just like, <laughs> but Julie, the only reason I want you to do it again is I just know when you see it on film, you're going to be disappointed. Which was a really nice way to encourage her. Like, seriously, babe, we got to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Except Dolores Gray, who's in this, he choreographed and directed her on Broadway. She almost quit the show because he was a a fucking perfectionist (laughs) asshole. So I just don't know what to do, guys. Oh, my God. So anyway, so that was my lecture. Thank you for listening. That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Like, Michael Kidd is one of those names in musical theater choreography. So seeing his name on that, I was like, what? And I didn't like want has to he... talk too much about it because I kind of was like, what the shit? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that going in. But so has he? was he ever in anything else? This was the biggest movie he ever really did. Like, I looked... He, what a he terrible did like, choice. <laughs> he did like six movies. Weirdly, the Dan Daly guy did like 66. Huh. He, like, he really? was in all kinds of movies that nobody ever heard of. I looked through, I was like, did he do anything else I, I've even seen or heard of? No. But Michael Kidd, famous Broadway choreographer, five Tonys, the only choreographer to ever win five Tonys. Wow. One movie he did, this one, where he doesn't do his own singing, BT dubs. <laughs> BT dubs. So, yeah. What a mess. Now, Mike, why don't you cover how this was a sequel? Okay. Yeah, so originally Kelly 
conceived this as a sequel, right? Kelly was no, it was Common and, and Green. No, Common and Green did. Kelly was trying to get it produced, I guess. Um, and the head of MGM at the time was basically like, "We well, can't have Sinatra, and you can't have um, the other guy from Munchin. 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 Uh, he fucking hated Sinatra. Well, he uh, was notoriously difficult to work yeah, with. Yeah, he's like, he sucks, he's an asshole, he's a pain in the ass to work with, don't want to work with him. And then Munchin, he was like, nobody even knows who this guy is anymore. So, uh... He's not popular. Which, six years later. Yeah. Fair enough. So, they got, uh, they bring in Dan Daly, who was another tall, lanky person, because he's, he's less silly than Munchin was. Yeah. Uh, but he has a lot of the same sort of, like, Floppy limbs. No, no bones, stuff. rubbery. Uh, and he's all like, and Let's then be it, honest, that's how you'd dance, Mike. It absolutely would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially if you'd seen me like in high school when I was like really, really skinny and just like all arms <laughs> oh and legs. Oh my god, I bet that was awesome. Um, and then uh, Michael Kidd came in and basically had almost no acting experience. Um, like you said, he was just pretty much a choreographer. But you can, like, as soon as I saw that it was on, on the town, like, it was supposed to be a sequel to On the Town, you just kind of go like, oh, well, obviously, like, all of the pieces fit in, but the tone is so different, and that's why it really throws me that this would be a sequel, because, like... What were they thinking? What were they trying well, I mean, to do? Did, I mean... And also, where's the cab driver? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the best part of that yeah. On the Town. Yeah, right? <laughs> But that's the weird thing. When I mean, how much of that is Comden and Green and how trying to write it, and how much is Kelly? Comden and Green did a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, if if they were having so much trouble making the sequel originally, how how much of this is what they were originally trying to do versus what it became as they had to draft it? You know, because like, yeah, tonally and everything, like this is not in any way a, a well, good. I mean, a good sequel, Kelly but was... like. Tired of being everybody's favorite guy. Have you ever seen Inherit the Wind? Mm-mm. He plays no. an asshole. And he plays <laughs> it brilliantly. He plays it brilliantly. Oh, so he was like trying to change the... Yes. Kelly the was trying paradigm. to change up like his persona. He, he actually did one... I think he only did one Broadway show, but he, he did it very well. And it was Pal Joey where he played an asshole. Pal Joey is an asshole. Um, so Kelly was very interested in trying to change up his image. How much, so I'm wondering how much of this being kind of a downer was Kelly being like, but what if we made it more gritty? What if we did this? Like there's, there's no proof of that anywhere in there except, right. that, um, I know where I know looking at his filmography, just like, sort of what his career trajectory yeah, is. Like yeah. what he was aiming for. And like, you can see as you go through his career, like, as he's trying darker things, he's trying more psychological things. Like, when we watch Cover Girl, there's a really great solo he does in that that's very psychological. Um, so, yeah, like, how much of Kelly wanting to be different influenced and made it not good? I mean, that would that would make <laughs> I mean, that sense, good. because, I yeah. mean... But that's also not the only thing that's wrong with this movie. <laughs> like, it's a part of it, to be sure, but... Like, it's a whole lot of who gives a shit <laughs> yeah. for so long. I mean, you like, get the, you the get characters the... aren't likable. Yeah, no, well, and nobody. you get the sense it's, of that well, really early on. I mean, like, right like, right after they make that pact, the and one... it does the, like, you know, the montage of the ten years, like, all three of them are just... I don't know. I mean, particularly, I guess, Gene Kelly's character, Ted... Because, like, while they're getting married and having careers, he's just gambling and has, multi, you know, and any number of women just hanging off of him. And like, all right, there is, but there is the great moment when they all three meet up and they're like, oh, and they, let's get a drink. Oh, it hurts my tummy. Oh, I haven't had a drink at noon and I don't know how long. And Gene, and Gene just Kelly like, just kind of looks off to the side like, mm-hmm. His yeah. silence speaks <laughs> volumes. Like, like, well, let's have, how about we drink some more then? Like that was. There's moments in this that are a lot of fun. There are. Dolores Gray. Oh yeah. Dolores Gray is one. Actually, I was gonna say the the you said their characters are unlikable, but since Charisse and Dolores Gray are both. They're great. Wonderful. They're so good. So since Charisse. uh, Gene Kelly puts the hit on her, and then through some maneuvering, he ends up in a cab with her as they're going to this. I really do like the, just like the visual gag of that, where like they're all, 
you know, like, mad at each other walking out of the door to the taxi, and, like, before anyone can look up, like, he's managed to get her in a cab, and they've driven off, like... <laughs> it's like, all seven of us weren't gonna yeah. fit anyway. <laughs> so now it's just you and me, and she's like, fine. And she just lays <laughs> one on him. Goes right at him, yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? And she's like, this is uh, my own invention. If what was I wrote it down, because it was, take the initiative from the brute male. Remove the initiative from the brute male. And now I don't have the boredom of fighting you off for 10 blocks. Yes. And yeah, I yeah. can get some work done while you just try to figure out what the hell happened. As yeah. she says that, she pulls out this notebook and starts <laughs> writing it. It's such a good gag. And, like, it, it's she's so strong and powerful. And what I like is, at, I do like that at no point in the movie does she stop does she downplay who she is? Right, right. Yeah. Does she change who she is or soften or need rescuing or anything? I even like that when he finds out that she, like, what was going on, he's, there's no false, I'm mad at you because you tricked me. He's like, oh, I get so, what was going on. Oh, she's someone, like, yeah. yeah. I was about to be tipped off. Like, he, he understood. And, yeah. And, and she's like, yeah, that was, that's what was going on. Like, weirdly, it's a very healthy relationship between those two. And she's kind of a really strong, powerful female. Right. She's a great character. Who's really like, capable, and she's like, I kind of hate this shit anyway. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just not do it anyway. I don't like it. It's like, why didn't we just make this a screwball comedy with them, with the two of them, and it would have been great. Because then there's the Dolores. She's a diva, and she can't be bothered, and she just wants a fucking sandwich. She just wants to eat, and it's so good. There's a line... Where she says something to the effect of like, I don't care, I'm I'm upset and I'm hungry or yeah. something like yes. that. I, I'm mad, I'm 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 upset and I want to eat. Yes, I was like, that, that is the thing. And she's and, and, and he's like, put out of your way, and she's like, who are you talking to me about? Wait, fatso, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you got that waste from eating tomato and lettuce sandwiches. Give me that. Yes. Yeah. Order me a cheeseburger, two orders of French fries, and three beers, and I'm like, I like the cut of your gym. Jeez. Um, and that's like the first time you see her. Like, and well, but she comes. She comes out like all like you know fake happy and like doing the big production. And as and soon as she's done, like I just, don't. Wanna, I hate the show. Yeah. I hate the show. I'm not going on. And she's very much throwing her head around and talking like this. Yeah. And um and Dolores Gray. The reason I love her is another another Howard Keel movie, Kismet. <laughs> she pl- plays the sassiest and sexiest of women in that. I can't wait for you to see her in that. And she's oh, got she this, plays a sassy woman? She does. <laughs> so hard to believe. What a surprise. <laughs> and she's got a voice like a clarion trumpet. It's, I love, I love her voice. And so when I saw she was in this and I was so excited, it's because of knowing what she was like in Kismet, weirdly. She was another Broadway star. She did like a handful of movies. When you told us she was an understudy for Ethel Merman mm-hmm. on Broadway. Like, yeah, makes sense. Like you're, as you're, soon as you said that, you're like, yep, that just yeah, out. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she played, uh, she was in, she did uh, Annie Get Your Gun for like three years. She was in the run of that for like three years. So she was a Broadway fucking hoofer and with a gloriously just resonant voice. I love it. And she, of course, guys, my vote, best number in the oh. movie. Oh, not nice. down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can come back around when you ask yeah, what we'll the favorite back numbers were. Yeah, because yeah, I have um, conflicting thoughts, but I, I kind of agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just looking through my notes here. Uh, if there's anything else worth mentioning. As, as I was saying, you know, when we were watching the movie, I, before she gets to her... Uh, uh, what is it like? No, thank you. Or yeah, well, I don't know what it's what whatever it's called. called but the song with all the flippy boys. Uh, <laughs> she's at the piano. This is so great because she's doing like she's at the piano. She's basically singing a jingle for the cleaning product, but she's doing it and like. I can't even describe it. Like it's so funny the way that it's she's so singing. Si- it's this earnest. It's really sincere, and then you realize she's singing about like a cl- cleanse right soap. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's the soap that washes you clean. It's like the, the stupidest so, lyrics and like so sincere. When yeah, she's, she's selling it, it so hard. So funny. Like like, but she's she's in this amazing evening gown at a white grand piano. Like it's some <laughs> sort of fucking I don't nightclub cabaret act, and she's singing a fucking jingle. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And that rap thing and her dress with the weird fur donut around her hips. 
Oh. I think Mike referred to it as a Muppet around yeah. her waist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jenny called it a big tomato. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should give a little, um, Sid Charisse is in this FYI. Um, by the way, Sid Charisse's real name is Tula Elise Finkley. Did you know? Much better. better. Yeah. This woman, her body was made for ballet. She was with the Ballet Russe, which is like the epitome of ballet, age 13. Age 13. She got started in movies. She did like one other one. um, And then Fred Astaire put her in a number in Ziegfeld Follies, which eventually we will watch. And it's an uncredited performance but they saw her and signed her to a seven-year MGM contract. They're like, who the shit is that? She's amazing. Put her under contract. Yeah. Her legs go all the way to wherever you... I'm sure her legs go to Schenectady. They just... <laughs> where do those legs go? Everywhere. So just a shout-out with a little bit of biographical information about... She... Centuries. I know Jenny hated her, like, uh, yellowish-green jacket... Yeah, but, it wasn't uh, a good color, but that green skirt. I thought it looked good with the green. Yeah, with it the didn't green look dress. bad. Yeah, that skirt that I love, like how surprising that, like that scene that the, the put whatever the, the, the fight the pugilist fight. fight dance number. Yes, that's that's what. I was, yeah, that's definitely where I was going with like, this. You, was, yeah, you, you see I her get up I there. Like, I like watching movies with you guys because you guys also comment on the clothing. Like, yeah, I got. I'm watching a movie with two dudes who are like. That's a really great ensemble. That skirt is surprising and well, interesting. It's, it's surprising because it looks like almost like a pencil skirt. Yeah, like there's, and so you expect her not to be able to move in it. And then she kicks like to her like straight up. Yeah, she, she scratches her back with her own. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, essentially all bunched up in the like bustled up in the back, so that well, yeah, whenever like, she it, goes to dance, it's like. Hey, I can move my legs now. It magically expands, and then <laughs> yeah. the minute she puts her legs back down, it just goes back to a pencil skirt. You're like, what? When they frame it so well, because it's all, yeah, you can see once she turns how much room there is in, the, like, you know, for her to move around in the skirt, but until then, it looks like it's I got very form fitting. I got mad props to that costumer for coming yeah. up with that. It's wonderful. Because that is seriously something that a costumer and choreographer collaborated on of, I want her to look like this, but she needs to be able to dance. What can we do about that? Yeah, and then she just spins for miles. It also, it's so good that it took me a few minutes to figure out how they did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? How is her just magically expanding? And then Dolores Gray is wearing that black and pink number oh, with the that wonderful skirt. That was real. That's the first time you see her, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love, love that. And not to mention her red sparkly, like, magical... Like, what's going on with her boobs? Like, the weird crown? Gown? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it goes up like around her, them. Yeah, like, Jenny called it a crown. Her boobs have a crown. Yeah, the boob, the boob crown. <laughs> but it kind of does, like, ding. There were royalty, BT-dubs. <laughs> BT-dubs. Oh, my God, but you cracked me up. When there's a point where all the dancing girls come out, typically, <laughs> we're wearing boxes of the cleaning soap there's dancing. There's no way they can see out of those. And yeah, those, just those goes, are just like... Well, that seems unsafe. <laughs> Especially because it was right after the No Thank You song where right. the guys are in tuxes just like backflipping. Everybody's <laughs> flipping. They're doing cartwheels in place. Like, it's weird. And then all of a sudden, here come out these like four women in. And they're doing like these, this like kick routine. But they have boxes. boxes and like, there's no way. Like, like from, somebody from is going to their get heads hurt. to their knees. Like yeah. there's, I mean, almost, but there's like no movement in them. Yeah, and no eye holes like, that we can see. <laughs> that we can see. Probably not. Pro- I mean, they're probably just looking look like at the floor. It was the fifties. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> We're gonna pay you five dollars, and if you die, you die. <laughs> if you die, we'll just get. No one can see your face. Ten more like There's ten more like you right outside the right outside the stage door. Girl. Yeah. Just get up there. <laughs> I'm gonna die as a dancing box. Dancing a fucking box of what's it called? It's like cleanse right. right. Cleanse right. Cleanse but of course right. it was like it was like K L E N Z R I T E. Yeah. Cleanse right. <laughs> Vinny has a good memory for shitty spelling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, this movie is kind of a marker for the end of the classic Hollywood musical because... Because this movie fucking killed it. <laughs> that, it, like, it was the, a flop. And people, like, it started the down, people like that, that's when people stopped wanting musicals. Although people have rebutted with, yeah, but it was kind of shit. 
Maybe it maybe it wasn't the people who got tired of musicals. Maybe you killed their love yeah. of musicals because nobody maybe liked it. Maybe you made it. a shitty musical. Yeah. Because nobody liked it. Yeah. Because it's really not. <laughs> but <laughs> but listeners, there are so many things worth watching. There's the thing. Like I would st- even I didn't like I did not like the story at all. But I would still recommend watching it. Like. Just even if you just fast forward through the bits that don't matter, or just watch the dance, which like, is basically but, anybody talking ever. Yeah. Except uh, <laughs> the cab scene with the cab scene. Right, right. That's Except right. basically any of the scenes where the women are talking. Yeah. Yeah. And any of the dance scenes. Right. I remember. Except for say. the weird solo with the tall guy, I didn't really enjoy that. So maybe not that dance scene. That one was weird. I do love. I mean, this was more just the experience of us watching it together, but like. There, it, during that scene when he's you know he's sneaky martinis and getting more and more ridiculous like he's like oh I'm gonna surprise my friends and he runs upstairs and like shaves <laughs> off his mustache and comes back downstairs but Mike had gotten up to run to the bathroom like <laughs> right when that happened so he came back and he was like wait what happened to his mustache <laughs> just because, perfect timing <laughs> because it also is like the dude looks 15 years yeah, younger yeah he does not look the same at all like it really it was like, effective for well, when he first shows up with the mustache, it took me. I was like, "Is that the same actor?" <laughs> yeah. Like, did they switch? It really changed his face. Yeah. But yes, I, I, I went like to the bathroom like, and I came back and I was like, "That's your third martini." Yeah, but I've snuck by. So actually, this is number eight. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I like the I like the way you roll, dude. I do. Of course, uh, and we know my priorities at the end when they've paid for their drinks and it looks like they're walking away. Oh, yeah, like, she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, there they all left a shot on the bar. on the what bar. Are you, doing? you don't just leave. You finish your that drinks. you paid for. You don't just leave whiskey you paid for sitting on the bar. Go drink your goddamn booze. And then they pick it up. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, going back really quickly to uh, Sid Charisse's costumes. Mm-hmm. The one that you never get to see that I wanted to was that blue... That she's wearing in the booth at the end. Yeah. I was like, this looks like it's going to be an awesome. And then you never see like, like you a full get, like, shot you get, like, of her. The waist up. But at the very end, that velvet coat. It's really good. And those gloves. Oh, and those gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like she. It's that thing where they're at the bar and they're like, blah blah blah. And I, I think our, you know, I hope our lives are going to get better. And then you just hear from off screen. I think they are. Just Zoom appears. over and she's in the doorway framed and she's standing there <laughs> in this class. And it's yeah. like, fuck yeah, your life's going to get right. better. Ta-da, it's me. I look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have this voice. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, stepping over to the <laughs> sidebar over here um, to the ballet. But I don't know what we're going to call it, but over here we're going to step away to the, um, to the bus to Tangentville. I uh I Marco Polo with my friends a lot. Do you know this app? It's a video messaging app, but I recently discovered it's got a voice modulator feature. Okay. You can make yourself sound like you've got a helium voice or a robot voice, but there's the macho voice. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you afterwards, but it's hilarious because all I've been doing is repeatedly sending Marco Polos where I say, How you doing? in macho voice <laughs> and it's hilarious. How you doing? Like, oh my god, guys. I sound like Sid Charisse's brother. <laughs> what are you doing? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, coming back. It's not relevant. Speaking it's fine. of weird voices, I commented it, on it during the, the MC. Like, I don't even know. He, he, only, shows up, guy. he only shows up once. It's like just during the actual live like telecast. It was, it was it was absolutely a lower version of the voice you were doing for Crutchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's like I don't know. He's like over a number. You're like, hey, everybody. Yeah. Like it's that, but about like an octave lower. Yeah. You know what I can love is that we are now developing this weird vocabulary just just <laughs> us of like, oh, you're cr- that's Crutchy. Oh, well, you're I mean, fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. I think they. Yeah, I think I did it. During the, the recording. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. if we go okay, out no. in public, <laughs> yeah. if we ever go out in public, hey, the other people are going to be like, who the fuck's crutchy? <laughs> what the shit He's are you talking about? He's extremely problematic, as <laughs> yeah. crutchy is. Yeah. And then Mike, Mike is falling in love with the Dolores Gray character, and he's like, I just want to show with her. Her and Carol Channing from Thoroughly Modern Millie. What's her name? Muzzy. I just want the two of them. A I road show. A, that would like be a amazing buddy comedy between Muzzy and I don't even know her character. I think, uh, I think she means like, it's like Madeline. It's something Madeline. Madeline. Yeah. Yeah. Madeline. That's what it, yeah, it was. Like, Madeline, Madeline and Muzzy. Madeline and Muzzy. Yes, Perfect. I want I would, that buddy I would show too. Fucking watch that. The two it's of them. Like, I would watch that every day for the rest of my the life. Thro- 
throb of... Not a good name for her show. Throb of Manhattan. Oh, that doesn't... It's not good. No. And, like, it's... It's the 50s, too. Yeah. Like, Oh, they meant it. Like, that's the thing. It drove me crazy when I was um, when I was teaching high school musicals, when I was teaching high school theater. Like, and this was in the late 90s, that musical. I would be shut up. <laughs> no, not musical. God damn it. Throwback. Yeah, every time Wait. you say high school musical, you know I'm going to say that, right? <laughs> call, back to, call back to episode one. Yeah. I am... Fuck Darvis. Um, <laughs> so, uh... So... When I would teach it in like anything remotely controversial, people would just be like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, we were fucking making these jokes in the 50s and people were paying good money to see it. Can we? It's 40 years later. I think we can make this joke in high school now. Right. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <sighs> but, you know, what are you going to do? They're teenagers. Yeah. And they're giving each other blowjobs in the stairways. Just be <laughs> honest. <laughs> just be honest about what's going on. <laughs> That's the only reason kids do theater. For the to sex. To blow each other in the stairwell. <laughs> for the sex. As far as I remember. <laughs> Shut up. It's. What? No, I'm not revealing anything. So, um, favorite musical moment? I mean, it's a toss up. I, it I, is. I, I feel like the No Thank You song is amazing. Uh, her, you know, her, mm-hmm. I just love that, it, like, the whole movie is just so insane, and then you get partway into that song before she just pulls a fake gun, <laughs> <laughs> shoots I the don't believe dick. that gun was fake. Well, no, but, like, whatever it was, I, I just, believe, I love how it, like. I, I believe that, uh, Dolores Gray, the actress, actually murdered four yeah. people <laughs> during the shooting Con of this film. movie. Yeah. Like, um, this is just the last thing I would ever expect. The dancing in the binge is great. The roller skating, the roller skating tapping is, is, great. is beyond amazing. I mean, that, that's but the other one for me. But in terms of the number that most actually entertained me, that was the one that was a true delight. Because I just loved even the opening, like, she sings something, and then these guys, like, backflip in. Two guys, in. like, backflip in, and she's like... Hi, Phil. Hi, Bill. And then she sings another thing, and two more guys come leaping in or whatever, and she's sliding like, in on their knees. She's or like, whatever, "Hey, Stan. Yeah. Hey, Bob." And like this, is, I'm like, I want an I want a number that does that, where you just like <laughs> la, and these dudes come around and you're like, "Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going?" And then the number just keeps getting better, and they're doing flippy things, little flippy boys everywhere. I, we did say, at the opening credits, someone in the credits' last name was Flippin'. I was like, there better be a lot of Flippy Boys. And there were Flippy Boys! And there were, there were Flippy more Boys. More than enough. Oh, I disagree. Yeah, she, she had, had shoulders. Great. She, got, she did get the shoulders and the diva arms. And she did that, like, that classic, I always think yes. of it like um, Lena Lamont from Singing in the Rain, the way she, she mm-hmm. does her little, her little shoulder shrug thing, like, I'm dancing, I'm, I'm, I'm singing. I'm singing with my show arms where I'm just apparently modeling a donut in front of me. Um, yeah, so for me, that's my choice. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think that one is by far the most entertaining. Um, the other two numbers are so good. Like, the choreography in them is are, is so good, like, um, in the roller skate and the, uh, the binge. Um they're great, like, every couple seconds they're doing something that kind of blows your mind. Like, all the stuff with the trash can lid, where you're just like, okay, they're gonna stomp around with a fucking trash can lid on their foot. And then they, like, spin on it, and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, this well, is like, so, jumping over it and, like, so crazy. Yeah, they're doing over the tops. And, yeah. yeah. Repeated over the tops, which is already a hard move, but they have to keep their foot high enough off the ground to keep the trash the can lid yeah. off yeah. the ground. I'm like... Dudes, okay. and then and and it's the same thing in the roller skating. The uh, I like me. Is that what's called? I like, I like myself. I like myself. Uh, where you get him doing? Uh, it's it's such a Gene Kelly sort of number because it's very slow and graceful at first, and then all of a sudden he's fucking tap dancing on roller skates, and then he's like, "Oh, that's not enough. Let me do this," and he starts basically running in place on the skates, uh-huh. and like it's just. 
fucking it blows your mind like every like I said like every couple seconds he's doing something new that's just incredible and you don't really understand how it's physically possible. Well, people believe that those skates were locked, that that's how he was doing it, except that I'm watching how he's moving on them, and he they'll, they'll roll repeatedly well, and that's what, as he does stuff. Yeah, it's there's like, no, no way. He was when definitely rolling. It, when we saw it at, at the Alamo, that's what I, when they, he first starts tab dancing, I was like, they're locked, and then but they don't ever break the shot, and he goes from tab dancing straight into, like, gliding, and I'm like, How? How does any of this happen? Yeah. Well, and I, t- I and told like, Mike while we were watching, a foundational skill for roller derby is just the control to stand on one foot and be stationary because it's very hard to not roll. So the idea that he is hopping repeatedly and tap dancing and maintaining his space and not rolling is just like, the control of that is crazy. Uh, and I can't remember if we said this on the episode last week or if it was while we were talking about it off mic, but he's not wearing, like, real roller skates. He's wearing those, like, metal things that just kind of strap onto your shoe. Which I don't even... Like, like it's the ricketyest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. What? He also stole them from that skating rink. Oh, yeah. He, totally just, he just totally booked it. I, I did like... We, we made that comment, like, as soon as he leaves, and, but then you, you notice, like... Later in the dance, he later in the like, dance, oh, shit, I stole He, like, you. rolls off, and, like, as the people are starting to follow him, because he's putting on the show, he looks down, and he's like, oh, shit, I stole these. <laughs> oh, well, it's too late. I'm having a great time. Well, it's not like I can take them back. It's <laughs> yeah. all the way back there. It's like a block hey, and a half away. He was already bitching about the ten minutes to get to the bar that's at the true. beginning, that's, so... That's true. That's it's not true. Ten minutes. It's ten years. <laughs> Fuck off. Vinny, what was your favorite number? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think no, the no thank you part. I, I just love how ridiculous it was. Um, <laughs> just how it ramps up because I mean, it starts off great. I mean, the whole thing is great, but it starts off strong and then she, you know, she pulls the gun. Just <laughs> so the when she pulls the gun, that was when I'm like, I yeah, love. that's where that's where we all lost it. And then, and then she blows some of them up and they like rocket up. <laughs> oh, out yeah. of, out of the I was expecting an explosion yeah. and they just like disappear, but no, they all like rocket up. And, <laughs> and then she like she like pull. I don't even know how she did it, but the floor gives out like a pit trap. They all floor. just slide down. I just a love how it, yeah. Slide down. And I love also that, the this, the part where in between when she blows them up and when she launched them into the floor <laughs> where they're all popping up from the oh, floor right. and she's just like no stepping like back step. down the on them. The phrase you said in between when she blows them up <laughs> and she drops them into the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that is a great sentence. Right. Uh, uh, but yeah, they have the parts where they're popping up and she's just stepping on their heads and it's so great. Yeah. Like the, like some sort of weird whack-a-mole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I love that one. I, I, th- I mean, I also, I mean, I think the, just the, the sheer technicality of his roller skate, like, that just blows my mind. Well, like, it's the reason we picked this. It is the whole reason yeah, we I chose mean, to I saw watch it, this That movie. looks amazing. We should see, we should find out more. So, I mean, yeah, those two, I, I don't know if I could pick one above, above the other for different reasons, but. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I agree. Any final thoughts? Where's Muzzy? Raspberries! <laughs> That's my final thought, is I need Muzzy in this movie. You know, if she... If she had, like, cannonballed herself oh my into, God. <laughs> into that, that um, Dolores Gray number, that would have been, like, the cherry on the fucking top. We would have all killed ourselves because there's no way anything in life could have ever been better. Like, just like, that would all right, we're all done. At the end of the podcast, like, nothing gets better than that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I know it wasn't that many episodes, but seriously, the, that's, yeah. we're done. Peaks too soon. Raspberry. <laughs> I'm gonna make a sound clip of that and just insert yes. that again, just for you. Raspberry. Sure, you don't want to mention Phantom of the Paradise while we're while we're at it. If your nightmare's coming true, I am your crown. I, I don't have a way to, <laughs> I'm to find shoehorn a that in necessarily, because <laughs> I'm just to remind everybody that Phantom of the Paradise is amazing. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could. Well, actually. <laughs> He found one. No, it got... Uh, my brain jumped about five thing, five spots. Uh, one thing that was interesting was the... We did kind of touch on it, um, but the, the three... When it does the three of them, uh, the three guys, and they're all... That's not something that was super common at the time. Um, That's true. 
So you can see how it's going with the split screen De Palma uh -huh. into this. Uh, yeah, I see how your brain connected there. Yeah. De Palma, split screen, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's actually really cool that they that they do that um, because kind of the most technical you get otherwise uh, is like the... Uh, so one of the things about it is the, the studio wanted Kelly to shoot this in CinemaScope. Um, and so there's a lot of big wide shots and stuff to show all of that Which off. Which doesn't actually work for this because don't you don't <laughs> well, need that much fucking screen real estate for one guy yeah. dancing. It, well, that and like any time they were coming out of Tim's bar, it was like, it, because of the wide shot, it was so zoomed in that it's just like, it's so much grainier. Yeah, the film quality radically all We're like, what the shit? Like, why you're like, so why did this get so blurry? And, and then, then they zoom, zoom out and you're like, oh, because that's yeah. the zoom they should have been at is right there. Yeah. Um, they were trying something, which I can see what they were going for, but yeah, they didn't have didn't. the lenses weren't capable for what they wanted. Yeah, to do. I mean, the, like what you said, the up and smoke part where it has all three of them overlaid like that. It, you know, yeah, not very common. It also and it also that song was not very good. So it was and they all were just pretty much standing. standing. There. Yeah, there's a few. There are a few like kind of dancey parts of that though, which are kind of cool. Because that's when uh, one of the other times you get them all doing the same steps. That's true. And you can compare, especially, uh, you get a lot of close, like, more close up than you've gotten on uh, Michael Kidd. So you get to see a lot of his like ballet pointiness and everything. Pointiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's all like pointed legs, term, right? basically with him. That's, and that is in fact what we call it. Only make it a French word, and then it's ballet. Le pointiness. <laughs> <laughs> He's very, he's very pointy. He's very pointy. <laughs> Michael Kidd, you know the pointy little fellow. Yeah. That's how we're gonna remember him. The Frank Sinatra, but can dance. <laughs> <laughs> Only shorter with an ass. And can't sing. <laughs> Only shorter. He is. Uh, we did mention that. We didn't mention that on the mic that he's dubbed. He's dubbed, and uh, Sid Charisse is dubbed when she. But she dubbed, they, She had a song that she and Gene Kelly filmed, but it was cut from the film. Oh. But she, Sid Charisse, wasn't a singer. So she was typically dubbed as well. Um, that makes but, sense. Um, who cares? Yeah, because she can dance. Fucking dance. And she's also a really good performer. I really, yeah. I like. She, she's fun to watch for yeah, sure. Yeah, and she she delivers it in that one scene with the dialogue. She's like, and I'm done with you. And I'm yeah. like, I like your attitude. Uh, so listeners, that was it's always fair weather. If you didn't watch it, just go look up. I bet you can find the, all the important parts on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, go watch the binge. Go watch uh, basically the dance numbers. You can also you can get it from the library if you want to check it out. Yeah, and just best word if you're bored. Yeah. But if if women are on screen, <laughs> stop because it's probably yeah, fun to watch. They're the best like, part. The yeah. quality of our disc wasn't great, and it skipped forward like it would freeze and then skip forward. It did that like two or three times. And each time it was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> probably fine. Shit. I like, don't think we missed Like if too that much. had happened, uh, like in Xanadu or in Phantom of Paradise or uh, a movie I gave a shit about, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's last like, five years. Every, the last newsies. five years. Newsies well, the Broadway. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's be Which specific news? there. Uh, I would have cared, but in this one, I'm just like, who gives a shit? Let's get to let's get to the next good dance number, and then let's be done. <laughs> Is he has he roller skated yet? No. Okay, God, I guess we're still watching. He does have that bomb-ass jacket, though, um, <laughs> and the roller skating that he gets from the, the guy that works there. He's wearing a rally cap. Which, yes. by the way, he's trying to be inconspicuous. Wearing a bright, the brightest thing in that but, but that's the thing. He doesn't look like himself, right? Yeah. Oh, he would have blended in better if he had looked like himself. <laughs> I, do, I do like, for that whole roller skate, like the whole setup, like, I was wondering, as we watched the movie, like, clearly we haven't seen the roller skating scene yet, like, how are they going to set that up? And then he goes and hides in the roller skating thing and then steals them. It's like, okay, I get and it. Oh, as soon as they show the roller, right. you're like, oh, I know, but it was just funny. This is where this is like, how is He's that gonna... running away from mobsters, listeners, and I have to admit, all the times I've seen it, I didn't know what was going on at the beginning where he's like looking around corners and sneaking around. And right. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, he's running away from mobsters who want to kill him. Yeah. He's trying not to get murdered. <laughs> like, and they're, oh, it's funny the way they want to murder you. That's hilarious. Comedy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do like that dance number so much, though. But I don't 
need to ever really hear the song again. Like, maybe, <gasps> what if we could find some music that was better and put it over? <laughs> I might try to do to that. Do. I might try to do that. Like, find something with the right rhythm to just be like, what about this instead? <laughs> um, I feel like that would be doing the world a service. Right. We'll, we'll figure that out and we'll, uh, we'll put it up. So, uh, listeners, this has been our episode on (laughs) It's Always Fair Weather, and um, let's see, you can find our podcast on iTunes and Blueberry and Google Play, and of course, if you want, you can follow us on Facebook at A Real Education Musical, and we are also on Twitter at Real Edu Musical, so... um, R-E-E-L-E-D-U Musical. Yes, real as in a movie reel. E-D-U, very important that you, Real Edu Musical. Which is also our website, realedumusical.com. That is correct. So um, check us out. We're going to try to put some fun things on the website. We're going to try to also share some fun things through our through our social medias of random things we find that we think are delightful. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us what you think. <laughs> um, and we will talk to you again next week. I am Wendy, joined as always by... Mike. And Vinny. And... Uh, yeah, keep roller skating and dancing. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. The Musical. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to our Twitter and post like um, like King of New York every day. <laughs> <laughs> Alternating with Life at Last. Uh, yeah. <laughs>